0: Welcome back to the 4A Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It is MLB free agency. There is so much uncertainty. No one knows what their team is going to be next year. All that we can do is predict where everyone's going to end up and hope we're right. How are we doing today, boys?
1: Pretty good. This is my favorite time of the year because we are always wrong about this, and the analysts are always wrong. That's the thing. We're all on the same same playing field here. I think we all guess – just completely random. I mean, there's some things that can help us guess, but uh, we're all pretty wrong at the end of the day. Uh, I'm curious what we all pick. Uh, Steves, how are we doing?
2: I like this year normally. This time of the year normally, I hate it right now. I hate it. Trey I'm Turner is yeah. going to be in a, a terrible colored uniform next season, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hate it.
0: Yeah. So with that. If you're on the YouTube version, you're going to see a lovely PowerPoint presentation. TikTok, you might see some clips, but if you're on podcasts, stick right here, you'll be able to hear this completely. Moving to the first thing today, we got our qualifying offers. All the players on the screen here were individuals that received a qualifying offer. Just to clarify, anyone who doesn't re-sign with the team that offered them a qualifying offer is tied to draft pick compensation. So the Yankees offered Aaron Judge the qualifying offer. He is going to be, or the Yankees will receive a draft pick if he does not re-sign with the Yankees. A player can only receive their qualifying offer once in their career. So to kick things off, Jacob deGrom, he opts out of a contract with the New York Mets that would have guaranteed him $30 million this year, and he enters free agency. If you're on the YouTube version, every player on the screen is going to have their Statcast percentile rankings just to see where they stood in the 2020, 2022 season. Uh, Jacob deGrom, he missed a majority of the beginning of the season and through the middle of the season, dealing with injuries that built up in preseason, and he just could never really get over. And then he got to the Mets, and he was really good at first, and then he actually slumped. You know, yeah, all that, all the red right there. He really slumped, but it's really concerning to me that barrel percentage. I think that was more of just signs that they rush his recovery more than anything.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like a slump for Jacob Degrom is still not not at that level of, you know, at most he's so far above everyone in terms of pitching mechanics and and, and everything. I mean, I, I honestly don't don't think that you can undervalue Jacob deGrom, I, even after even after a shortened season. I think you're still seeing the peak of one of the greatest pitchers of all time. I'm not exaggerating that. I think that Jacob deGrom right now, when healthy, is is the best pitcher that we might have ever seen. In terms of pure talent and pure ability, I, I think that he is the best of all time. Could we see a 40 million AV?
0: Oh, hundred I think that is guaranteed. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's sure. I I the think think lowest possible. Now. Yeah,
1: hmm. right. especially especially with Scherzer in the offseason, I think that DeBron yeah, I, I, has I think the yeah, contract. Um, who wants to lead us off for the teams?
0: I'd like to go last because I still haven't figured it out. It's there's so many teams you could go to. <laughs>
2: I'll go first. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. So you I start, start it, it. Uh, I think he's going to go to the Rangers. I mean, there's been reports about it. If he has to go back to the Mets, which I I mean I don't really. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't go back to the Mets, but just the reports that are coming out over and over again that he told the Rangers he'd be interested, the Rangers are interested in him, blah, blah, blah. It's this back and forth type of thing that we've been seeing a lot. Um, but I just, he has, to, I don't think it's the best fit for him, but if they're going to pay him the most, I don't know how many years DeGrom has left of this high uh, at at this high high of a level because he has been getting injured so frequently, so I think the Rangers are going to be a good landing spot for him, uh, and they're going to pay him a, a absolute boatload.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm right there with you, Stos. I pick the Rangers, and although this is the last thing I want to see, I think that the odds that Jacob Degrom is in a Rangers jersey next season are, are pretty high, just because of the, res- the um, just because how media has been stirring up uh, recently. You know, I think a pitcher with such mechanical advancements would be wasted in an organization that chooses to ignore analytics like that. Um, but with some of these guys, it's just all about the money, and unfortunately, that's how it's going to be. Um, the Rangers have proven to love dumping money into players that ultimately won't help or rebuild, um, and I honestly think they're going to. And I think that DeGrom, if he's looking for the money, will choose the Rangers over the Mets, um, but it's all dependent on what he wants.
3: No, I'm 100% with you. Um I have the Rangers. <laughs> um, it's – you guys said it perfectly. It's the media. Um, I think they're going to be desperate um, because they want to buy so bad, um, you know, and I, I think they're just – they're
0: going to give them, you know, that 40-plus AAV. I think that the Rangers are going to bid for him. And I think that the emphasis on DeGrom saying he's interested is a little overblown because it's Jacob DeGrom and anything he says is going to be taken out (laughs) of proportion. Um, The two teams I'm between is St. Louis and Atlanta. The only reason I don't think he would go to St. Louis, based on my predictions, is because of someone I have later going to them. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Braves. I could really see... Jacob deGrom in a Braves uniform on a really short contract, though. Because at some point, oh, they know. have they have to pay Max Freed. And I would rather pay Max Freed than Jacob deGrom, in my opinion. I don't think you pay Max Freed to the degree that you pay Jacob deGrom, but you give Jacob deGrom three years, $120 million, I think he might say yes to that. I, I think it's Mets, Braves, Rangers, I think are the bidding
2: yeah, war. Yeah, in my those opinion, are, those are I, the top three. I, I do like him in a Braves uniform, but I hate him in a. I, Braves uniform. I
3: I think I think the Cardinals might give him an offer, but I don't think it's going to be you know a huge offer to
0: compete with the other two other three teams. I agree with that. So moving on to our next free agent, we have Carlos Rodon. Yeah, he did wear a Giants <laughs> uniform this year. Thank you, Tom. He also led MLB in FIP. Uh, he comes off of being a pretty good pitcher for the White Hawks in 2021. He does not get re-signed with them. He enters free agency, he declines the qualifying offer, takes a gamble on himself with the Giants, and boy, did it pay off! He puts up the best season of his career, puts up the most innings of his career, and he's gonna he's gonna get himself probably a five or six year contract. I would probably guess around 25 million AAV if I had to guess. Because it's just you did have a really good season, but there is still a hint of uncertainty with his shoulder.
1: Yeah, i i, I think that I think that this is a a, a pitcher that a lot of teams are going to be going after. Um, but as Farhan Zahidi said, uh, the Giants' GM, they are going to be big spenders in the offseason. and for that reason, I think that he's going to go back to the Giants. Uh, he, Rodon has publicly stated that he enjoys pitching in Oracle park. It's a very good pitcher's park and, and there's mutual interest in both the team and the player. Um, something that is interesting while well, I was doing my research on this guy is that he also showed interest in the Cubs, which is, which is interesting. Um, but I, I think that about moving forward, I think it's crucial to lock down the, these key players like Rodon.
2: Um, I, I'm curious, you guys have to think about this one. Though. I think a lot of a te- lot of players are interested in the Cubs and I don't, I can see why they're in. Wrigley really Fields a great place to play. Chicago's a good place to play. It's a good organization, but the where they're at right now as an organization doesn't make sense for these like a Carlos Rodon type of player. But I can see I could see why they would want to play there. Uh, Rodon, I I, I loved him when he was on the White Sox. Um, he was he was on my fantasy team. I had. Was excited when he when he pitched that no hitter, uh, not last season, the season before. Uh, I haven't going to the Angels. I, again, we talked about it in our uh, ALS podcast, but Angels need to go out and sign a pitcher, and I think Carlos Rodon can be that guy that they need in the starting rotation, and he's definitely oh he's miles better than Syndergaard is, and I. I think he's he'd be a perfect fit in Los Angeles.
0: Uh, I this was actually my guy that I ended up having to go to St. Louis. I think he really fits that Cardinals rotation, fitting their need of an ace. They really need an ace, uh, having him backed up by Miles Michaelis and Adam Wainwright, like guys who are going to probably get to the at least 180 innings. You hope Rodon gets to that benchmark, but if you can have two, you can have at least three guys hitting one hundred eighty innings, and that also gives you a postseason rotation. That's exactly what the Cardinals need, and this front of the line starter would be really pivotal to Cardinals pushing and securing the NL Central.
3: Yeah, no, I also have the Cardinals. I think this is you know, said it. This is the guy that the Cardinals go out. They they need a starter. Um, Jack Flaherty has been a question mark. Dude can't stay healthy. Um, so, and I think if he can get healthy, um, you know, it, it, this is a, an elite rotation if they can all stay healthy. Yep.
0: Yeah. So next we have Clayton Kershaw, who we just found out went back to the Los Angeles Dodgers on a one-year contract. I think across the board, we had him going back to the Dodgers, right?
1: Yeah. My yeah. notes he was, this a I said, he's, yeah, he's a Dodger. Or he's retiring.
0: Yeah. Know? I think we were all there. Uh, I think, Honestly, it's one-year contract for the rest of his career. If he wanted to, he could go get three or four years. And honestly, I think signing him to a three-year contract with his player options every year would be fine. But he's one year back to the Dodgers. I'm really happy he's back. Next, we have Justin Verlander. And uh, you didn't know what to expect. He didn't pitch. He threw one inning in 2020. He didn't pitch last year, and he comes back, and he's going to win a Cy Young Award. That's the best you can come back. That is, and he won the World Series. Like, there is no other way he could have come back and been better. You look at those metrics on the side of the screen, and he's ninety-first percentile in expected ERA. You know, he's not walking anyone. He's striking out a good amount of players or amount of opposing batters, getting people to swing out of the zone. Like, what more could you want from someone who's thirty-nine?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. And I think for the same reason as Kershaw, I, we didn't get to totally highlight that, but I think for the same reason as Kershaw, he's going to be back to the Houston Astros next season. He, he's truly found his rhythm out in Houston. I don't see him leaving anytime soon, especially as a reigning World Series champion and likely Cy Young winner. That That's just, I, you can't get much better than that. And I think he'll, he'll sign a, a short-term deal with the
2: uh, Astros. I think the only reason he opted out was because he thinks he can get more money which he can easily. Uh, he'll definitely, I I agree with Tom. I think he's going to go back to Houston. Um, he's found a niche in there. It's not like they're not going to be a World Series contending organization anymore. They literally just won the World Series. Um, but yeah, definitely Verlander, I think, will be an Astro for the rest of his career. So I don't see a reason he's going to leave. I'm breaking away from the Astros.
3: Uh, a report came out, and you guys are going to hate me for this. I think to begin the next season, he would be a New York Yankee. They A report came out that they're going to pursue him like they did, because they pursued him heavily when he was a free agent the first time, that they're going to pursue him again heavily. And, and I think they're going to pay for him on a two-year deal. New York, again, has all the money. Um, and it's... You know, I I don't know. I That's my, that's one of my bold predictions is that he would be a Yankee.
0: I think you're ridiculously wrong. I don't think he would end up as a Yankee. I think that even if they offered him the highest AAV, he wouldn't take it because pitching in New York is not, it's not Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander is a Houston Astro. And if anything, like a Toronto Blue Jay, Maybe like they were the second place team in his bidding last offseason. I don't see why they wouldn't be right there again. Um, Justin Merlinder is a Houston Astro. I think it's as far as it goes. Uh, next we got Chris Bassett. And I think this is going to be a really interesting one. So he comes over from the Oakland athletics where he's put up cool. back-to-back top 10 Cy Young voting seasons. And he comes over to the Mets and he is probably their most consistent pitcher this entire year. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't as good as Scherzer and DeGrom, but he threw the most innings on the team, and that's exactly what you need out of him. He's going to come out there every single day and put you in a position to win a ballgame, and that's exactly what he did.
1: Yeah, and I I believe we all had um, the Mets losing DeGrom. If the Mets are going to lose DeGrom, they better do everything they can to keep that rotation elite. So for that reason, they they have to pursue Chris Bassett, so I think he's going to return to the Mets. Uh, The guy loves it in New York. He thrives under pressure somehow with that New York atmosphere and it it just makes sense for him to return next season. Uh, He's
2: a fan favorite out there and I I really think that I think that makes sense for him. Definitely think I'm right there with you. We had him leaving. We had DeGrom leaving so it wouldn't make sense if they don't go after the guys they know are going to be good and no work in New York. Bassett's one of those guys. Um, He's He's got to be the staple for this rotation. I think they might actually end up overpaying him just so he will stay in New York, but he's going to be a New York Met next year.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree with the fact that he was really important to the Mets and that they're going to go for a big bid on him. But a team that I was thinking about that really does just need a veteran presence on the mound, who's going to come out there and compete every day is the Baltimore Orioles. And I think someone that can pitch, especially in a now pitcher's ballpark in Camden Yards, it's really weird to be saying that. And Chris Bassett could be someone that thrives there. I do think in order for him to be his best self, they do need to upgrade the defense a little bit more. But him throwing to Adley Rutschman for a couple of years would be a really nice deal for him.
3: Yeah. Uh, So I don't have him going to the Mets for one reason. I think he signs before DeGrom leaving because they're obviously going to pursue – the Mets are going to, you know, pursue DeGrom. I think he leaves before DeGrom. Um, and I think he's going to be a Toronto Blue Jay. Uh, you're going up, you know, Toronto. They, they need another pitcher. Um, why not Bassett? I mean, you just – he's, you know, older. You can – not like Manoa needs help, but, this uh, you know, a veteran pitcher up there.
0: And moving on to another Mets pitcher that is leaving their team, Taiwan Walker. (laughs) Those stats on the side of the screen don't look great, but every year some team takes a gamble on them. And I honestly think the team that is next up to take a gamble on Taiwan Walker would be the Chicago Cubs. I think that they could go for a one-year deal because I really don't see him getting a multi-year contract, especially considering what he posted this year. I think the Cubs could maybe, if they do a Stroman offer, not to the same AAV, but if they go one year, he's okay. If Maybe flip them at the deadline, get a nice piece or two that can help them in the 2024 season. So I got him going to the Chicago Cubs.
1: Uh, and I got him going to the Minnesota Twins. I, I think we're, we're going to be all over the place on this one because I, I think that Tyron Walker could go to any team that really needs a pitcher for a cheap price. I mean, his asking price won't be significantly high. So I think someone like the twins should be trying to take advantage of that. Um, especially with such a weak pitching season from their team. I think that stepping up with a pitcher like Tywan Walker, who will eat innings and pitch, uh, he will make it through a full season. I know that's been a struggle for Minnesota for the last couple seasons have been for uh, all five starting pitchers to make it through a season without struggling with some sort of injury. Um, I think getting someone consistent like Tyron Walker, not necessarily a star, uh, would definitely help out their pitching rotation.
2: I was flip-flopping back and forth between two teams. Um, those teams are the Royals and the Nationals. Um, he's been on the East Coast. Obviously, he's played with the Mets for a while now. And the Nats would make sense. Um, but the Royals are a team that I think kind of need a little more of veteran presence with they have all those young guys coming up but I really think the Nats are probably going to pay a little more than they should for like a one or two year deal and then try and flip him either at this deadline or the next deadline kind of that like they've been doing so I think he's gonna end up going to the Nationals.
3: I have him staying with the Mets um I just obviously with you know me um, saying Bassett's leaving, Dugan's leaving, one of them has to stay. Um, and I, I think it will be, I think
0: it would be Walker. All right. So I think that we're kind of, were you guys taking the approach, or at least you, Aiden, you're the Mets want to keep their pitching, or do you have them spending on other guys you might hear about in a little bit?
3: Um, well, I think I just, it's not like I think they're just simply just gonna get outbid on a couple of players, um,
0: and I I definitely know I do have them um going after some other players that you know we'll talk about a little later. So moving on, I think we have one of the most interesting free agents in Tyler Anderson. He comes off after not. Pitching great for the Rockies, not pitching great for the Pirates, not pitching great for the Mariners. And he comes to the Dodgers, and he has the dominant season. Pitches to a mid two ERA, throws over 170 innings, and you see these peripherals on the screen. He doesn't allow barrels, and people chase repeatedly. It's that changeup that he has. And he's throwing 91-92, and he's one of the best pitchers in the league this season. I'm really curious to see where you guys having have him getting in a length as well as the team.
1: I I wouldn't expect Tyler Anderson to get that many years on his contract just because of his age. He's not necessarily old, but he's not someone that's going to get more than five years. Um, I got him going to the Yankees. I think the Yankees pitching up picking up another left-handed dominant pitcher. Um, not a dominant pitcher, but a left-handed pitcher to fill up that to fill up the starting five would definitely help them. It would, it would pair well with Nestor Cortez. Um, and I think this is this is someone that the Yankees are gonna have to pick up for reasons that I We'll explain later because they're going to have money to spend um, because they're losing someone that they didn't get to spend their money on, which we will cover in a minute. But Steps, bring us on the next part.
2: I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. They need bullpen help. We talked about it in our AL East recap. You guys should go watch that episode. It was great. But they need bullpen pitching. They need a left-handed pitcher out of the pen. And I think Tyler Anderson can be that. I could see him going back to the Dodgers because he has found it kind of. I mean, he knows he can pitch there, but I think Toronto is a better place for him.
0: Why do you have him going into
2: the bullpen? Or, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, that's my bad. Not bullpen. He's going to be a starter. I'm okay. I'm wrong. Okay, I just. I'm. <laughs> you're
0: good, man. I, I was actually just curious. Like, I'm he crazy. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, like if you're going to be like a middle relief think... or something.
2: No, I, I mean maybe, but I think they'll just stick him in the starting rotation. I think there's definitely a place. I mean, maybe they could. I mean, that I wouldn't think be even as a poor, yeah, that's not a that's that not a worst. that wouldn't be a worst idea. But I, I mean, it's just whatever is the most comfortable with him and with and maybe putting him in the pen kind of prolongs his career a little bit, right? We're seeing that now kind of more like I honestly think the Nationals put Patrick Corbin in the pen. Maybe he'll actually be able to stop people from hitting the baseball. But I, I definitely think the Blue Jays are the best spot for him. I'm absolutely out of my mind. They probably will not bring him out of the pen,
0: but no, I do agree with you. I have him going to the Blue Jays. I do have him going as a starting pitcher. But it's because if if he can repeat at least like 80% of what he was this year, it's such a huge upgrade for the Blue Jays. A guy that will throw you 170, 180 innings to a mid-3 ZRA, realistically, is such an upgrade from what they had this year at the back half of that starting rotation. If you throw Gossman in Game 1 or Manoa in Game 1, and Game three's Tyler Anderson, if let's say Brios isn't throwing how he should be again – then I think that's a really good one-two-three punch that they can go into the postseason with next year.
3: Yeah, no, uh, I've been going back to the Dodgers. Um, I'm I'm probably about a three-year deal. Um, but I've been going back to the Dodgers.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see that too. Like the Dodgers are definitely going to be a team that looks for starting pitching this year. I don't know if it's going to be in the avenue of signing it, but we could yeah. definitely like I could definitely see that move happening. Another player that kind of falls under this Tyler Anderson category is Martin Perez. He comes out and has a career year for the Rangers, throws 200 innings to a 296 ERA. And that's pretty good. And I don't know if that's the type of pitcher he is. I think he did just get lucky sometimes, and that can happen in baseball, but I don't think if this is the Martin Perez you're going to get for two or three years, he could get twelve, thirteen million dollars a year for three years, four years. Um, and I have him going back to Texas with that money.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think Texas is probably the safe bet for him. Uh, I I don't see like too many teams offering him like crazy high deals. Um, I, I think him returning to the Rangers just makes sense. I think. The only team that would, would take a gamble would maybe be the Orioles, who are looking for starting pitchers. I, I mean, other than that, really, I think he's a, he's a
2: Ranger. I wouldn't mind seeing him in an Orioles uniform, but the Ra- the Rangers just make sense. It makes sense for both sides. You know he works in Texas, and if you're bringing in a guy like DeGrom, like I have, um, then you'll have, you'll have DeGrom, you'll have Perez, and you should have Lighter coming up somewhere throughout this this upcoming season um and that's a pretty good starting rotation and you can knock him down for three four years something like that
3: yeah no i uh i've been returning to texas to have a one-two
0: punch of him in jugon so i i like martin perez back in texas just because you know it works and you know what doesn't work is nathan Yuvaldi in boston I'm really curious where he ends up, because this season wasn't good. But in the past, he's shown signs of dominance.
1: Yeah, I think people forgot how good this guy was in 2021. He finished fourth in Cy Young just just a year ago. I mean, he, he with TJ and the drops off in velocity. I, I don't know who's going to be willing to roll the dice on this guy. Um, I I think the Red Sox will definitely pursue him because they didn't deal him with the deadline, like some of us would have thought. Um, but a team that seems to love older starting pitchers uh and and that has an open spot for them is the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, we all know they're gonna target one of these starting pitchers, one of these big starting pitchers. And I think that maybe taking a risk on Uvalde would be the move for the Cardinals. And they seem to just love picking up starters later in their career.
2: I'm gonna go more East Coast. I'm gonna go with the Phillies. They just came off of a World Series push signing a guy like this with absolutely no like he, you have no expectations for him and he can if he can come in and do something for your organization that's pretty good. They need pitching it wouldn't be the worst idea for him so I have Evaldi going to the Phillies. I have Evaldi
3: going to be a Chicago cub. Is there no? I think <laughs> I, they I don't know what their direction is right now, and I think they're going to sign some veteran starting pitchers to at least they're, they're going to say, Oh, compete, and then they'll probably just sell them off at the deadline. I think probably a two year deal
0: for Valdi, though, in Chicago. I like that idea, but I he screams angels to me. I could see it, yeah. I, he really fits the Angels' mold of trying to p- overpay someone who might be very good, uh, Noah Syndergaard. And it screams Noah Syndergaard to me. I don't think he'll be as poor as Noah Syndergaard, like maybe like mid-three ZRA, but I could see him landing a two- or three-year deal in Anaheim. Um, And another player who's actually had a better season than a lot of people acknowledge is Corey Kluber. You know his ERA didn't look great, but he's throwing 160 innings in the middle of his 30s, and he's going to go somewhere and provide a lot of value. He's in the he's not going to walk people. He's going to get people to leave the zone, and he's going to go and get innings for a team who may need it as a four or five starter. Uh,
1: I think uh, this was a tough one for me, just because I had them between two teams. Um, I think there's the highest chance that he resigns with the Rays, just because I don't see him asking for a long extension. Obviously. Um, and I, I think people, a lot of people undervalue him, so it, it makes a perfect target for a moneyball type of team to go for after him. Uh, another team that I could see him going to is, is the Guardians, but my pick is the Tampa Bay Rays.
2: I'm going to keep with the same team that I just went with. I'm going to go with the Phillies. On the other hand of Ivaldi, he's kind of a riskier player that has... I mean, you really, you're not going to pay him a bunch. I think you could pay Kluber a little more and you know what you're going to get out of him. Uh, he is older, so probably give him a one year deal again. Try and see if you can make that push back uh, to the World Series. Yeah, I'm just, he's going to down in Tampa. D- don't, pick what, don't
0: fix what's not broken. I, he's staying. See, I liked the idea of the veteran Kluber just eating innings for a team. And the, the idea of a combination of Brent Strom as your pitching coach and Corey Kluber with that Kluber ball plays so well in Arizona. He could really help those young pitchers, maybe try and acquire a guy or two in free agency. I think Corey Kluber ends up as a diamondback. And this is where I would have put a guy that you guys just said, I could see Sean Mania going to the Rays. This seems like the perfect team to fix this pitcher where he had a good run with the athletics it was nothing exceptional like you always felt like there was something more and then he goes to the Padres this year and just stinks it up for a full season I think he could command a one-year seven million dollar contract or so with the Rays to try and get, get a prove-it year rebuild yourself here and go into next offseason say seeking a three or four-year deal
1: I don't think Sean has ever truly reached his potential um and so I think that him um, joining the San Francisco Giants, <laughs> I I think this guy has, he's been underused his whole career, and I think that the Giants could have themselves a project here. Um, it's between the Giants and the Dodgers, uh, two organizations that are fairly good at building and developing pitchers. Um, this is a project, obviously. This is someone that's not going to be too expensive. Um, but someone that has probably the most upside, and I, I'm really high on this guy. I really think that if he goes under the right coaching and, and can be developed as a pitcher. He can really do damage. I mean, we've seen flashes of Sean in the past uh, of like of, uh, stretches of excellence. Um, and sometimes, I mean, at least in the last season, we haven't really seen that. Um, it's clear that it's, it's, it's not, it's not the end of Sean though. though. He's too young for his career to be over. So I really think that with a change of scenery and a change of coaching, he can really turn into that guy, and I, I think he will as a
2: San Francisco giant. Tampa Bay Rays, like Brad said, scream, just a place for Sean Manaya. It, it just makes worlds of sense. They're a good ball club. They're a money ball ball club, and they turn careers around and make players better. And I'm excited. I want to see him in a Rays uniform next year, so I am going to Tampa Bay. I have
3: you say, oh, let's see if he can go to the right spot. But he doesn't, in my opinion. And I think he goes to the Angels. I think the Angels pay him to hopefully come in and, you know, let's, you know, try and fix him. Um, ultimately, they don't. It doesn't work out. It's another failed experiment. Um, But they need pitching. I They're going to take a shot at Minaya.
0: Yeah. And so for our last starting pitcher and free agency that we're going to cover, there's plenty more free agent starting pitchers, but we're trying to limit it to what we deem the most important is an international free agent. What do you guys think? Of Kodai I'm, Senga? Excited. I'm excited. I am. I'm, about I'm excited team.
1: to see this. I I think it's a bit of a stretch yeah. um, to say this, but I think that the blue Jays are going to go after him. And it's, it's interesting because. I think this guy has a ceiling of a top spot in the rotation, but at the worst, this guy throws a hundred. You could put him in your bullpen. You could really incorporate him in this relatively weak bullpen that the Blue Jays have outside of Jordan Romano. I I really think that he will find a spot on this team, regardless of whether it's in a starting role or a, or a relief role. I I think that, I think this guy belongs in a Blue Jays uniform.
2: I have him going. To the Chicago Cubs, again, it's a team we've talked about. They don't really have a direction, but if you can get this guy in a Cubs uniform, I think you found some pretty good direction. There's not a player that I think, like there's not a pitcher that I've really ever been super, super excited about coming into the league. Um, this is one of those guys. And I, I, I think a Chicago Cubs uniform would be perfect.
3: Yeah, I also, as if you're watching the YouTube podcast, someone by my facial reactions, also have him going to the Cubs. <laughs> um, I just think they need pitching. Um, and you have Saya Suzuki there who can can be a huge like influence. Um, and I can see him, you know, recruiting um I can see him recruiting him over. Um and I honestly would be a good fit.
0: See, I like the idea of him if he fails going to the bullpen. And I think a team that could really use a downside bullpen arm would be the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh it's guaranteed that Aaron Ola will pitch for them for twenty twenty three, but not necessarily beyond. If you bring him over, you're gonna get him for five or six years, hopefully. Um, he's going to be age 30, so you're probably going to get him for what's left of his prime if there is anything past that. So you bring him over five or six years, hopefully he's a really good starter for them and worse things worse. He goes to the bullpen and just pads what can be a really good bullpen next season. And moving on to the only catcher that I've highlighted on this list, just because I think this is the most, uh, most important catcher this offseason is Wilson Contreras. And I think we're going to have a good mixture of where he ends up. What do you guys think?
1: I think he has to be a Cardinal next season if they don't go and trade for another catcher. Um, I, I, I mean, we, we briefly mentioned this before, but we but someone's going to have to fill Yadi's spot. Um, he obviously won't match the level of defense that Yadi had, but he will be producing on the offensive side. And he will fit into this lineup full of stars at this point. Um that team this 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 Cardinals team has, has almost reached its peak team, its peak ability. So I think that adding someone like this will push them over the edge.
2: I have him going back to the Cubs. The Cubs didn't trade him because they wanted to try and sign him back. I don't think they're gonna let him walk to their division rivals. Um I do have somebody else going there. I we're not gonna cover him, but I have Christian Vasquez going to the Cardinals. I think he's kind of, he's always been kind of compared to Yair Molina, and their parent kind of it. It feels it feels right that Vasquez would go there, but I I don't I don't think I can see Wilson Contreras in any other sort of uniform other than a Cub one. Yeah,
3: um, I haven't gone to the Cardinals. I think you match him and Rodon up, um. You know, I, I see two big free agent signings. They want to spend money in free agency. I think you also get a couple um, other names that I'll mention later on. Um, no, but I, they desperately need a catcher, um, and I think it's either Contreras or if you listen to A L.
0: West, um, Sean Murphy. And I, I think that's where Sean Murphy ends up. I said that in the A. <laughs> o. West episode, I think he's going to start. Opening day catching for the St. Louis Cardinals. But I, one of the big trade rumors that went through the trade deadline was Contreras to the Mets. And I think that's where he ends up. I think they really try and fill that hole that was there the entire season. Uh, James McCann was really disappointing. Tomas Nito was okay when he played there, but Wilson Contreras would just be a huge leg up defensively with that pop time. And offensively, you know, he's hitting the ball ridiculously hard. And getting any boost of offense from the catching position is a benefit to any team, especially the New York Mets.
1: Even, Even with
0: Alvarez coming up? Even with Alvarez coming up, because I'm not sold on Francisco Alvarez. I think Alvarez is going to be a
3: really, really good DH. Like, Eventually.
0: so
1: yeah. And if not, it could be it would, it would be um it would be Contreras. Yeah. So
0: yeah. yeah. And so, looking at that, we have a first baseman who's reaching first free agency for his first time, former MVP, Jose Abreu. He puts up consistent seasons every single year. He may not take over the headlines. He's not going to be in the highest scores and fan graphs, not going to be all the way up there in baseball spot, even though he is right here. He is in the 96 percentile for expected weighted on base average. He's a good ball player, but I don't think Chicago, White Sox that is, can survive without him. So I think they get, they overpay him more than he's worth.
1: Yeah, this is an extremely rare case nowadays of a player staying on one team for a whole career. I, I don't see him leaving, and I don't think he does either, as he publicly said he doesn't want to play anywhere other than the White Sox. I honestly think if they can't manage to come to a deal, it, it wouldn't shock me if he if he does retire. He is 35 or 36. He he is approaching that age, but I do think he resigns at the White Sox. I think it's absolutely necessary.
2: I think I definitely think that the White Sox are going to do all they can to sign him. I think he's gonna go somewhere else i don't think i want him to but i could see him in a brewer's uniform i think they kind of need a first baseman over there in milwaukee and i don't i can't see any of the other first basements in a brewer's uniform i think i definitely could see a brew. um it's it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out though yeah, I have
3: him joining the New York Mets. The Mets find their first baseman. Um, um, sorry, Pete I, Alonso. Well, okay, DH first base. I mean, boom, boom. I, you know what I mean. They, they, they have a what? I, hasn't Alonso been playing DH a lot recently?
0: No, he played first base majority this City. year. First majority of this Well, year.
3: then first base and DH is like, like I said, like a bang bang combination. He go he goes to the Mets if you want. They can alternate first base. TA, I don't care. But he's going to the Mets. Uh that's a that is that one of your hot ones. That, that that is one of my hotter ones. Yeah. All just right. Watch, just watch. Just watch.
0: Oh boy. Well, hopefully this one isn't, and it should be a lock. It's Anthony Rizzo coming off of a really good season with the New York Yankees. Is he staying with them?
1: Yes, he yes. has
0: to. Knows like he
1: has to. Uh, Yankee Stadium plays to him; they are going to pay him. Um, I, I think it's absolutely. I, I think I think it's a win-win for both the team and the player because Rizzo plays at his peak ability in the miniature Yankee Stadium, and the Yankees get big bombs like that's what they want. So I, I think that
2: they're they're a perfect match for each other. Steph, were you the same? I honestly I could see the Rangers pushing for him in a world, but I don't, I think the New York Yankees is the only place outside of Chicago that Rizzo is going to play for the rest of his career. Yeah.
0: And I think that he could really make good money if he wanted to go to another team, but I just, I don't see a way that he leaves. I think he's happy there. And there's some guy, a guy that's been around a bit, started in Pittsburgh, went to the Nats, ended up getting traded to the Padres, Josh Bell. He had a really good first half and a really lackluster second half, but he turned it up in the postseason. I could see him landing a two or three year deal. What do you What do you guys think?
1: I, I think it seems like a no brainer for this team. I hope I hope some of us are on the same page here. I, I think he has to be at Houston Astro next season. I mean, they they need to fill the gap that Yuli Gurriel is leaving in. Um, I, I know I know his second half was a shell of himself, but he's proven to be an elite hitter, you know, enough times. He's he's proven to be a slumpy hitter. He slumps and, and he he's very he's very unpredictable, but his highs are very high. Um, and if you can maximize, and it seems like the Astros organization knows how to maximize players, if you can maximize Josh Bell, you got one of the best switch hitting uh players in all of baseball. And I mean, if we get if 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 the Astros can get the first half version of of Josh Bell, that's another all star in this lineup. That's unstoppable.
2: I think Houston's is the place for Josh Bell. He was rumored to be traded there um, before he was lumped into the Juan Soto trade. He was born in Texas. I don't know if he was born exactly in Houston, but he was born in Texas. And I think it, it's definitely just kind of the, the best place for him, both for the ball club and for him. Um, and I love Josh Bell. I, I loved him on the Nationals. I was really excited when we traded for him. Um, and I think he's gonna he's gonna look good in that orange. And you're muted.
3: Oh I was. I have him looking good in orange. Um, but I have him looking good in San Francisco giant orange. I think you could see him. <laughs> I think you could see him in San Francisco. Um, I don't know, I just I Houston was definitely there and I think it was I think they're definitely gonna be um, talking because they need a first baseman. Um, I have been bidding for him, but I think the Giants win the bid.
1: No, I definitely be, think that's a good take. I, I be, definitely... because
3: they will have the money to spend as USC yeah, later. And,
1: and and Brandon Belt is unlikely. If if he will return, he will most likely be a DH. So I think that that first base spot
0: will be open. Brad, what do you think? I went a completely different route than you guys. I was looking at a team that really needed a first baseman, and that was the Cleveland Guardians, and I think that was really obvious in the postseason that they lacked like a quality first baseman and I think Josh Bell can go over there and hit pretty well Josh Naylor was not it this year and he is not someone I would trust consistently and Josh Bell is a bat that I could see going over there for a cheap value you have to think Josh Bell's not going to command 15 million a year and that's something that I think he he might he he would max out at that and that's something the Guardians can afford that is something that they can afford and it's I think a take. having a switch hitter like Josh Bell is something that the guardians would really, really like probably to have in that three, four five area supporting Jose Ramirez on Andre Jimenez. So Tom, I know you were really high on this guy. Can you give us just Adam Frazier?
1: I, I honestly, when I was researching him, I didn't really know what to do. Um, I really paired Adam Frazier and, Brian Reynolds in the same category when they were both in their primes on the, on the pirates. And it just seems like ever since Frazier got traded to the Padres and then signed with the Mariner, it, it, it just, it all went downhill. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to return to that fashion, but I have him going to the Baltimore Orioles. Um, This is one that I, I didn't necessarily have the best reasoning for, I guess it's just to get another bat in that lineup. Um, he's very he's very good in the field. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he he's good in the field and he can hit. I mean, if we can get that contact back up to what he once had, um, this is a guy who can make a big difference. And and um, and Baltimore's got a huge field, so I mean, this is this he might thrive there. I, I think that Baltimore's a spot for
2: him. I do like Baltimore. They need a second baseman over there. Um, but I went a different route. I went with the Tigers. I mean, kind of uh, they have scope, but. I don't really think he's your answer there. And I think putting Frazier and Javi Baez kind of in that middle infield, it might spark something between them. It's definitely going to be a good defensive combo, if not offensive. But, I mean, the Tigers don't really have anything to lose, and they can take a risk on Frazier. And if he has a good season, you can flip him at a deadline.
0: I like that move. I, I had him going the same exact route. I had the Tigers taking him. Um, I think that hopefully he doesn't suffer from the poor office environment that is that team, and he can actually serve as a leader on that team. Hopefully he stays healthy enough to play, you know, 160, 162 games to help build that culture of, you know, like even when times are rough, you stick through it and you try and play to your best, because I think that can really help a Tigers team develop.
3: Yeah, actually, I had the Tigers went down first, um, but I changed it to the White Sox. I just, uh, I don't want to necessarily say Fish as a random player, but a random player to a random team, you know, like, it's, uh, honestly, these are one of the ones I can't explain. I just, I, I I just have a feeling he'll end up as a White Sox, you know, they got rid of Harrison. Um, so they kind of need that, I guess you could say utility player role. And so I've been going to Chicago.
1: and Yeah, that's not a bad take. Um. I mean, I, I definitely, I when I was doing my research on Fraser, I definitely saw um, the White Sox uh, pop up a lot. So I, I think that filling in the gap for Josh Harrison might be might be the next best thing. Um, so yeah, that's not a bad take.
2: not know. Uh, but up next we have my personal favorite player of all time, greatest shortstop in baseball, and Trey Turner. Uh, Trey Turner. Longtime national, got traded in the Max Scherzer-Trey Turner deal. Um, played very well for the Dodgers past season and a half. But where will he go? He ha- he finally has the opportunity to choose where he gets to go. All reports point one way, and I'm going to go that way, but I really want to see him in an Orioles uniform. If I got to pick, I would pick that he would go to Baltimore. I think it's a perfect fit. You can slot Gunner over at second base and put him at the shortstop position. But the writing appears to be on the wall. He's best friends with Bryce Harper. That they didn't. Uh, what was it? Gene Segura. They they opted out of Gene Segura's option or contract. So it it appears all but sewed up that Trey Turner will be in a Phillies uniform next season. So that's where I have him going. But I really think Baltimore's a better place for him.
1: That's that's actually crazy because I I was about to say man I got a spicy take for you guys and I was about to say Turner to the Phillies that uh-uh, me and Steves are in sync man um I think it's the absolute nightmare scenario I don't I don't want to see that but um, I hate it Gene loves the, Gene leaves the team uh the Phillies notorious for spending are gonna jump on the opportunity to fill the hole uh left at shortstop um I would love to see him in a Giants jersey but um. I don't think he's the one that lands in 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 the uh, San Francisco. I think that it's going to be one of the big four shortstops, but it's not going to be Trey, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I, I, you got that in.
3: As as much as it pains me to say, I I do think the Phillies, um, the Phillies get him. Um, I think a couple dark horses teams, uh, the Marlins, the Cardinals. Um, but I think a better fit for Philly would be somebody coming up next. I'll mention when he comes up, but I don't think Trey Turner is the best fit for Philly.
0: Um, I, Aiden, you kind of revealed the team that I told you about a couple of weeks ago, and I think he ends up as a Miami Marlin. Oh, I think that if there's any hope of this team going anywhere, they have to, they have to go big. They have to get a bat. The pitching's already there. Like they have this pitching controllable for at least three more years, right? So you have Jazz Chisholm at second. Right now they have Mickey Rowe at short, and he can hop over to third. And you slot in Trey Turner. Trey Turner and Jazz Chisholm up the middle is going to be electric. I think they're going to have to pair with another bat or two. But you get Trey Turner who's going to play close to 162, and you hopefully build around him. With offensively, like you funnel that offense through Trey Turner, and you can see this team going in a positive direction.
3: Uh, A Trey Turner black Marlin's home jersey would be fire. I know Stebb's like
2: he was born in Florida, so yeah. He's an East Coast guy, it just makes the most sense that he would come back to the East Coast. I know what he's said. He said he liked liked playing in, in LA, and I'm sure it's a great place to play, but his heart's on the East Coast. So it makes all the most sense that he would come back this way.
0: Yeah. And so another one that's really like that I'm really curious about is another East Coast guy. He's a Georgia native, Dansby Swanson. And there's obviously the avenue of him going back to the Braves, but they didn't extend him like they extended everybody else. You know, they didn't go with the route of Dansby Swanson's, you know, their, their new headline this week. Austin Riley was, Michael Harris was, Spencer Strider was, but they didn't go with this guy. Where do you think he goes? Uh,
1: this is, this is in my, probably one of my biggest stretches here. Um, I, I believe that Swanson will end up on the West coast. Um, I think he lands on the giants just because I don't think the giants can get a hold of Bogart's turner or correa i'm not saying we're settling by any means because swanson is one of the best fielders in the game and proved to be a good hitter now um i'm a little worried if he can keep that up and be consistent over the next couple seasons but i think that he's going to secure a long-term deal with the giants um and if he doesn't get one with the giants i believe he's going to go to the dodgers but my, my picks for the giants i really i really think he'll fit in perfectly with that team i don't i i think that um Crawford has already agreed that he'll move to third base, and that um,
2: Swanson will be able to play shortstop. I, it just seems perfect to me. I would definitely pick the Dodgers over the Giants. Um, he seems he seems like he would like the West Coast a lot, but I I think Atlanta is going to re-sign him. I I don't I don't see a reason why he wouldn't come back if they offered him a contract, unless it's literally terrible. But Atlanta's good at keeping their guys and. Yeah, it wasn't a mid-season acquisition, but I think he kind of gets it's a business, and they're trying to lock up these these younger guys for the long term. And if he can come back and be a part of that or be a part of this organization for a couple years to come, then I think that's what he's going to want to do.
0: I like the idea yeah. of him in Atlanta. Uh, I stick Because I, originally I was between Trey Turner and Dansby Swanson for Miami-Atlanta. And I ended up with Trey Turner going to Florida. A Florida native. It kind of makes more sense if you're trying to go for like that electric factor. And I I could see him going back to the Braves so easily. And it just makes too much sense. Yep. Bye, Staying
1: in Atlanta. Really? I I wouldn't think. I mean, you just you just have such a good young core coming up here. I, I don't I don't know how how I mean you have so many players now you got Christian coming up now too I don't know where you put him um and I know he's obviously more reliable than younger players but I don't know if that's necessarily now what the Braves have in store now this might be I only have him signing a 3 year deal I think yeah, it's going to be I... uh, he's he's definitely peaked as a player or he's definitely reached that point where he's like I want the money for the way I've been playing the previous season obviously I
0: think
3: um,
1: it's going to be, yeah, like a big
0: AAV, but three years. I don't think he would settle for three years. This is his opportunity to get paid for the rest of his career. I think anything uh-huh. but that is, I think if he goes anything but that, that's a poor business decision. And that's just a poor perspective on like on his behalf. Cause he has to understand that he could play at this level that he's been playing at for two or three, hopefully longer, more years, but he got to guarantee yourself that more years cuz let's say he plays three or four more years and that four, or the contract's three or four years and that fourth year's not a good year. He's losing money that he could have guaranteed himself now.
3: Yeah. Um but I also think if he stays in Atlanta, they have you know, they have some guys coming up. I believe in the prospect system. That I don't think they'd give him a 6-7 year
2: deal.
0: Why not trade they those have, guys cuz you have to get pitching at some point.
2: They have a shortstop that's Br- Braden shoemaker but he's up, I think. Like he's he's on the organization. And then they have two other ones. They have Cal Conley and Ambioris M- Tavares, but their ETAs are twenty twenty four and twenty twenty six. So okay, so they, they no no one is Dansby Swanson, right? Like yeah. you're gonna you're gonna say like oh you have these prospects coming up, but you know what Dansby Swanson is, and I think they're gonna want to try and lock him down for multiple, multiple years. Uh, but we'll go into the next guy, which is Carlos Correa. He's an interesting case. He signed the one-year deal with the Twins, kind of trying to... The market for him last last offseason wasn't that big, so he went, signed with the Twins, got his money. Twins sucked, and now he's trying to look for a bigger payday and a little bit of a longer payday. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to do that. I think... I know Brad's groaning. He doesn't like that, but the Dodgers always need to make a splash, I feel, in free agency, or need to do something in free agency. And I think Carlos Correa is just gonna be their splash this offseason.
1: Yeah, I, I just feel like I feel like um I feel like LA would have such a negative backlash against their own player that I it's physically impossible to sign Correa to it. I, to a contract. I feel like he would be so universally hated as a Dodger just because we're the team he came from you know does that make sense i, I think that it's it, it would almost be impossible as fans of dodgers fan the, the dodgers fans to root for your own player that came from the astros because because of the history they have and i i have them going to the baltimore orioles I, I believe that the orioles are going to sign one of the four big shortstops, stops and I, I believe this is the guy that goes to them um i think correa is a guy who wants to be on a competing team and i think The Orioles are a team that he can really level up to the next level. Um, And obviously, he's going to fit well in that lineup. Um, He's not necessarily the best option for the Orioles, but I think he's going to be the one that falls to them of the four.
0: I definitely see that. Um, I went with a route that you guys kind of went with with Trey Turner, is that Philly lands him. I think Philly needs – a big shortstop to really benefit them is not necessarily the fact that they're losing Gene Segura. It's that they have Bryson Stott and Stott can move over to second and you put in Carlos Correa who normally is a very good fielder. He wasn't this year and I think that may have more of a testament to be the Twins organization versus the Astros organization and you slot Correa into shortstop in Philadelphia. You have Philadelphia guy that's going to get booed in other stadiums but is adored by his fans and I think Correa fits that model perfectly.
3: Yeah, no, and I said I said this last time, um, when we're speaking about Trey Turner, that I had Trey going to the Phillies, but I think Correa would be the better fit, kind of just like a villain arc in my opinion, you know, not many people like Correa. He's kind of, you know, when when he does good things, which is good for baseball. He's like, I don't want to say cocky, but you know, like he's he has his personality, which I think would fit amazing in Philly, um, but. You know, Tom spoke first before me. I also have him being a Baltimore Oriole. I, they get one of these big um, shortstops, and I could totally see Correa down there.
1: Yeah, wow. I think to build on what Brad said, though, I and what you guys were talking about, I love the idea of villains in baseball. You know, you have, you have A Rod that was a huge villain. I I love I love how he seems to thrive off the hate. I feel like I feel like Carlos Correa almost enjoys. Being the villain. I I I can actually say with confidence. He enjoys being the villain. I, I think he enjoys proving people wrong. He he lives for those moments. And I think if he can keep it up, he's honestly grown on me a lot in the last couple of years just because of his ability to embrace being the villain. Um but time to get on to the final of the big uh shortstop uh free agents. Let's go on to Xander Bogart's. Um I think I, Xander Bogarts was a guy that should have been traded to deadline last last season, but um ultimately was decided to be kept and held on to, um and now as a free agent, uh he could go anywhere. I mean, there's a lot of teams that could use a player like Xander Bogarts. Um, says you want to bring us into this one?
2: It talked about it in the AL East recap. There was when Xander Bogarts was running off the field last time with the Red Sox. There was like a moment that uh that Rafael Devers and, and he had where they, they, they were, he was like hugging all the teammates and everything, but there was like that little, there was like that extra beat. And when you saw him walk off the field, you kind of had this feeling that he wasn't going to be a Red Sox next season. And I have not going to the Cardinals. I think they kind of need that shortstop play that Xander Bogarts can bring. And his bat is very good. And I think he can – he can definitely take the Cardinals up that notch that I think they've been missing the past couple seasons. I have him being a Chicago cub i I just
3: I think it's between the Cubs and the Red Sox, but the Cubs win the bedroom for him. I just <laughs> the Cubs don't know how to sell they're not you know they're not they're not gonna tank um so I think they're gonna buy and they land him
0: hey gee, uh yeah. Yeah, that's a take. Um, I have him, I think we talked about this on our AL West episode was the idea of him going to the Mariners. And the more and more I think on that, I really like that idea. A good bat at the top of the lineup, probably hitting two or three, moving J.P. Crawford, who signed for seven years over to shortstop. And you have this guy who's going to play quality defense, even if he doesn't hit to the degree that he's supposed to. He's going to be a 750 OPS type guy, and he's going to play gold glove defense, which is something that a team could really benefit from, especially Seattle.
1: I think I think Xander Bogarts is a Hall of Famer. He, he's on pace for Hall of Fame. If he retired today, no, he's not a Hall of Famer. But he is on pace to be a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I, I think we all talk about what we want to see. And I don't want to see Xander Bogarts in a Red Sox jersey next season. Like, he would work in some of these lineups very well. But there has to be a reason they held on to him at the deadline. There has to be a reason that there's so much connection between the player and the organization. And I just don't see him leaving the Red Sox. And I, it's unfortunate. I think the Philadelphia shortstop sweepstakes comes between Xander Bogarts and Trey Turner. If one doesn't go, the other one will. But I, but I picture as the shortstops and I, I just have a feeling that, that Xander will resign as a Red Sox. I I don't know. I don't know why else they would hold on to them at the deadline. That's the only thing that just stays with me here. I, I can't imagine any other reason they would hold on to him if they didn't want to try and extend them a little bit longer. Uh, actually, not a little bit longer. It, it, it extend him on a on a contract, um, but um, let's go into Brandon Jury, um, who honestly had a great breakout season last year, and I hope he can continue to um, to prove himself. Um, but he he managed to prove that he was the most consistent bat in the league. I mean, even after he got traded, he managed to keep his stats up, um, and I, I think that he would fit in the lineup. Uh, as a New York Yankee, just because uh, as we will talk in a couple of minutes, I don't think they're going to get Aaron judge. So they're going to have money to spend on these position players. And I think that they're going to go after bats that they think that can, that can rake in Yankee stadium. And I honestly think Yankee stadium, Brandon Drury would be different because he hits a lot of doubles.
0: Uh So Brandon Drury actually did used to be a New York Yankee and it didn't go great there. Um, I think a team that would really benefit from Brandon Drury's presence of just being able to play multiple positions on any given day is the Arizona Diamondbacks. I see this team making strides forward this coming year, and he could really fill a hole that is third base if they wanted him to play there every day, or if they need to give other guys days off, he could play you know, second base, first base, or move into the outfield if they needed him to be there. I had
2: Drury going to the Mariners. I feel like that's a good spot for him. Brad kind of talked about touched on it earlier with uh, Xander Bogarts. I kind of think they kind of need that type of play uh, from from a guy of his caliber. And I think it's just a perfect spot for him. Do you think, do you
1: think, um, do you think Drew would play at shortstop or do you think he'd
2: move uh, Gino to DH?
1: What, what would you I,
2: I do not I don't know exactly how I would do it. I would – I just – I just know his veteran presence and the way he played. If he can replicate this season for multiple seasons coming up, it's it's play that the Mariners desperately need, and he'll fit in perfectly with that kind of, like, low-key Mariners organization. Yeah, um, I think he's staying. I do. I
3: just uh, – when he got traded there, it was kind of, like, a perfect fit, in my opinion. I just
0: I... – I, I don't know how to say it, but he stays. <laughs> so uh, another guy that I think is going to stay is Justin Turner. Today, the uh, Dodgers decided to decline his club option for 2023. But I don't think that was a let's get rid of Justin Turner. I think that was more of a, we're not going to pay him 17000000 million. Let's bring him back for $12, $13 million. Yeah,
1: I feel like with guys like JT and Kershaw, the, the, this the JT was not a- – was not a, a Dodger his whole career, but he's going to be remembered as one. And I, I feel like you can't really imagine him anywhere else. And I feel like he's going to be willing to to take a cut to his paycheck to be a Dodger. I, I think he just belongs in that lineup.
2: I definitely agree. He's, I mean, top to bottom, the Dodgers are just a good ball club, right? And why would you want to leave? I mean, yeah, I mean, guess I guess getting a payday is is better if you go to like the Cubs or something like that, and then they'll pay you more. But, honestly, again, I've talked about it in majority of our recaps. You play the game to win and win rings, and the Dodgers are consistently in that talk to win games and win rings. So I think he's going to stay with the Dodgers. Uh, yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> when you think, I just think Justin Turner and the Dodgers is kind of like Coach on the Dodgers. Like, neither one of them are going to leave. Obviously, Koshaw, Koshaw already says he's staying. I think Turner is going to be soon. Um, and I think he'll probably sign, I think, I think a one-year deal after another. I think, like Brad said with Koshaw, it's a one-year deal. So he you know, retires.
0: And next, we have the biggest creation this offseason. Okay. And, I'm just, okay. and right. I think that there's... A lot of places he could land, but I have a weird suspicion we are all going to agree on where he is going to go. We have Aaron Judge San Francisco
1: Ooh. Giants. Um, sorry, sorry, I just want to hop him in there.
0: Um, sorry, go ahead, Brad. Go, go back in. I was just gonna be like, I was just gonna look at this for a second. Look That's at too. this page 100th <laughs> percentile in average exit velocity, 99th in max, 100th in hard hit, 100th in expected woba. Hundredth in barrel percentage, hundredth and expected slugging percentage, 99th in expected batting average, 99th in walk percentage. That yeah. is the best season since two thousand four Barry Bonds.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm so excited to buy this guy's jersey. Um, it's really, it's really a gift to, to get a, a player like Aaron Judge on this team. Um, I do have a really. God, I hope he
0: doesn't go there just... I really hope just- he really, really doesn't.
1: I have a really bad feeling he's going to sign with the Yankees. Um,
0: But I'm, I'm betting him
1: as a giant so that I can hopefully change the course of history. Um, they they made it public that they're going to be spending in the offseason. And they're going to outbid... I think they're going to outbid the Yankees. It's just a matter of whether he actually wants to be here. Um, Obviously... Obviously, if he likes it that much in New York, he might take less money and play in New York. But San Francisco fans will love him. Everyone that plays in San Francisco seems to like it there. I mean, it, there's a reason that, like San Francisco is is a beautiful place to play baseball, and it's and it's a well-run organization. It's not like the Angels, you know. It's it's a West Coast team with really good with yeah. I just I love Aaron Judge on the on the Giants. I just I really hope it goes through though
2: definitely think the Giants are going to be the place for him I I don't think the Yankees I mean the Yankees will probably bid but honestly I think they wrote themselves out of the equation when they didn't extend him um and he was he was the Yankees this season unless they offer him like literally they back up the truck and dump piles and piles of money on him I don't see him not leaving um my hot take that I had before the season was he was going to go to the Baltimore Orioles. I still like that. I think it's a good fit for him and for the Orioles, but I just think the Giants are, are going to outbid for, I just, I just think the Giants are going to outbid everybody else for him. And he's going to wind up in San Francisco, unfortunately. Uh,
3: I have him staying. I think the Yankees are gonna do it, and they're you can't overpay for a player like a Judge, in my opinion. The he's he very easily could hit forty million A.V. and I I think they're just, they're gonna. When Tom said, "I think the Giants are gonna outbid the Yankees," I, the Yankees are the Yankees. The Yankees. If they want somebody that bad, they don't get outbid, and I don't think they will get outbid here. And I think he stays.
0: Um, I have a weird take. I, I want to go. Your guys' thoughts on this? I think that Aiden is slightly a Yankees fan. I swear to God, he is. He he. Yeah. Was... The Yankees have the money to spend Aiden. They just don't have balls <laughs> to spend it. They
1: don't like spending they, money. I don't also, know they can, do can, have... can we
3: can we clip this for? When, when, such if he signs with the Yankees, okay, oh, we have this
2: that's fine. This is oh, all but, yeah, they have the pieces. This is good. I'm not gonna say that they don't need Aaron Judge, but they have the pieces that if they do let Aaron Judge walk at 30, he probably has five to six more years of of prime. Aaron Judge at max. Yeah, Yankees getting from a seven year deal I'm and thinking. and they. They'll be okay. They have got like uh, Jason Dominguez, right? Like they have those those types of talents in the minors that they'll be fine. They don't need Aaron Judge for the future, but you this know Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge.
1: This so season, you kind of otherwise, because me. I mean, they were not good without Aaron Judge. I think that the whole team's morale and their whole success is based hey. off of Aaron Judge. And, and it's unfortunate. Because you can say as much as you want uh, how much of an impact he makes, but without Aaron Judge this season, statistically, they were not good. Uh, I mean, they, they probably would have – I mean, he was, he was the biggest difference maker in all of baseball, and that's not an exaggeration, obviously.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that once he goes, it really opens up the center field market for more. And a guy that I think is going to command nine figures is Brandon Nimmo. He did just put up his first, you know, 150 game season. This is the first year that he was fully healthy. But given this guy is fully healthy, he's one of the best center fielders in baseball. And I don't think people recognize that. Like he's been a consistent quality MLB player for the past five, six seasons. He plays fantastic defense and he can do about everything else in between. He he even he sprints out his walks and that is not something you can teach.
1: Yeah, I, I think this guy would fit perfectly in, in the in the leadoff spot in any lineup, just cause his ability to get on base. Um he has gonna get mad at me, but I picked the I picked the Giants again. I, I, I'm putting a lot of guys on the Giants. But Farhan Zee said he is spending a lot of money this offseason I and mean, and the Giants organization is willing to spend now. And and it's been scary because you've seen what the Giants can do without spending. Not this season. Not this season. We're not talking about this season. Last season, you can see what they did without without spending that much money. Can you imagine what uh, what what such an advanced organization can do when they actually spend money on players like this? Having Nimmo in in a leadoff spot would almost guarantee I mean, we're talking about more run output than anything. I mean, having a good leadoff hitter like Brendan Nimmo is probably the most important. And we're not even talking about the glove. This is it's tough because he's gonna be expensive, but having a uh, having someone like Brendan Nimmo the statistics won't tell you that he's a game changer, but he is a game changer.
2: Um I I
1: think I think that the Giants have to get him.
2: Well, let's speak to someone not Giants biased. Um <coughs> I I like Brandon Nimmo. I could see him going to a couple of different situations. I debated the Rockies for a little bit just cuz like they'll pay him and it's not a terrible landing spot for him. Again, we've talked about it in our um in our recaps, but Rockies just suck and I don't think anyone outside of Chris Bryant really wants to play for the Colorado Rockies right now. Um, so I haven't going back to the Mets I think at the at this point in my predictions they lost the Grom and they let Taiwan Walker walk but so they need to sign somebody and I think Nimmo's gonna end up getting that contract and he'll get paid from the Mets. Amy, you're you're muted.
3: Muted again. So Every I, time. Uh, yeah, I did this so you guys wouldn't hear the dog. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I think, Brad, you brought this up when I said everybody, you know, leaving the Mets and who they bring back. I, Nimmo's one of the pieces I had them bringing back. Um, and I, and as you said, I think it's been nine figures bringing him back. Um, and he's at center fielder for the next five-plus years.
0: So I like the idea of him going back to the Mets, but this is my Marlins are ready to go. And I have him (laughs) going there. And you put up a one, two, three of Nimmo, Chisholm, and Turner. And I think that could really be an interesting top three. It would really need support from the bottom of the lineup. Joey Wendell, uh, Miguel Rojas, anywhere else in between Garrett Cooper, the other guys, maybe Jorge Soler actually showing up to play some baseball next year. But this theoretical Marlins team could actually like put up a fight for a wild card spot. they're definitely not going to compete with the Braves and the Mets for the division, but they could run it with the Phillies for that wild card spot because there's gonna be a lot of competing teams in the National League and I'll see why they don't insert themselves in the equation. A guy that I think could finally get his multi-year deal is Jock Peterson. He's, Probably not going to come back to the Giants because the Giants did offer him the qualifying offer. Maybe they'll try and get him for a two or three year deal, you know, $30, 35000000 million. But I could just see him so perfectly in Texas. Like this signing would actually make sense there because a good DH that's going to hit righties ridiculously. And maybe eventually, if he's given the chance to see lefties consistently fi- figure it out, I think this is the perfect guy to go to this Texas
1: team? It, it breaks my heart because I, I love this guy. Like, I absolutely love this guy. Like, he he's an example of one of the guys that has character, too. You know, you really fall in love with the player along with his performance. Um, It, it really hurts because I don't think he's coming back. I think he's going to go to a team like the Angels who could use another power lefty bat in their lineup. Um, If the Angels are going to go for it, if they really, if they need to go for it, uh, the window's running out. We talked about this. Um, They're going to need to sign someone like like, Jock, I, I, I think that he'll fit well in a lineup like
2: that. I'm right there with you. I think the Angels are going to get him. I think it just makes worlds of sense. They are going to go out. They'll get this this guy that can hit the crap out of the ball. He plays very well. He's kind of he – played, he played in Los Angeles, right, and then he went to the Cubs, Braves, and then kind of went back out towards the Giants. So – I think he kind of is going to stick on that west coast and he's going to go play for the Angels, go play with Trout and hopefully bring the Angels to the, to at least the wild card spot that they need to they need to make at least the wild card spot this upcoming season or else you have to trade everybody um, I I thought the Giants were gonna, according to you,
3: I thought they're gonna go out and sign everybody. So I was, we're out of money. Uh, we'll need that. We're, we're out, out of got, you money. Got,
2: you
1: got, got <laughs> Judge Nemo. We're out of money. Sorry. Yeah. Um.
3: Okay. Now here's one of my random. I'm not gonna say. I guess it's a hot take, but it's more just random. The Diamondbacks did it. I mean. Let's just – the Diamondbacks go out, get a power bat. I mean, I have no reasoning behind this. Okay. Just a thought. So the Diamondbacks. I don't know. I mean, at least
0: you didn't say the Cubs. I'm happy about that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I was expecting another Aiden's Cub take. Or, or Yankees. Know, <laughs> All right. So next, we have an interesting one. Mitch Hanniger plays 2021, puts up one of the best years of his life. And then he gets hurt again this year. So on screen I have his career stats because that's easier to look at than his abbreviated 2021 or 2022. Um, he's a good ball player. Like he's playing just below the average WOBA for his entire career. His best season was, you know, 340 WOBA. He's going to, he's going to strike out a considerable amount, but he's also not going to walk that much. But in between that, he hits the ball really hard. He's going to find gaps, and he can play a serviceable outfield.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can't. This is this is kind of an eight take because I don't necessarily know what's giving me this this nec- this necessary take here. I, I feel like the San Diego Padres make sense for him. I feel like with Drury being gone, you're going to have to fill kind of a power bat spot in the lineup. Um, you kind of you kind of got the infield figured out with the Padres, so you can put him at first too. I mean, but you can throw him in the outfield if you really need to, like he, he, he can go anywhere. And if he's a good fielder, you can, you can throw him in the outfield. Um, I know direction Profar is a free agent as well, who is probably unlikely to return to. So you can also replace him. You know, he, he can, he can play the outfield. He can hit. I really, I think he's going to be underpaid because of how bad or how much he struggled with injuries and inconsistency, but good Mitch Hanager was was good like prime Mitch i mean he, he had 39 home runs i think mean, that was 2 years ago one year ago. i mean it wasn't that long ago um i think he could return to that form again i think it's just been health that's really been stopping him this whole time and i think that once he gets back to that the good health he's going to be kind of a steal in this tra- in this uh, free agent
2: class I definitely think hanneiger is is going to be an interesting case but i think he's just going to head back to seattle maybe not for like a multi-year deal maybe try and get him back one to two years. He's played in Seattle, I believe his whole career. And I just, I think it's, it's his, it's his home. And I think Seattle, Seattle loves him. And I think he likes playing in Seattle. So I don't see a reason why he would leave.
3: Yeah. It's, um, I originally had him going back. Um, It's, it's such a, uh, contested outfield though. Um, I have him going to the Blue Jays. Just get, getting getting another bat in that um, rotation, if he can stay healthy, um, you know, just out there with Springer um, and being one of those corner outfield spots, rotating a possible DH to the stat.
0: Um, I think that's a good idea. I have him going to the Brewers. I really hope they just sign a bat. <laughs> and... I just hope they do something offensively, yeah. and I think Mitch Haniger would be a good fit there. So going on next, we have Tom Wollen. Oh.
1: What?
0: what? I'm okay. confused. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. What? what? I, I wanted
1: to connect to the headset for this one. Cause what, <laughs> so, is so what? So is Tom, has Tom
3: is actually what? going to the Giants. Breaking news. Um, Tom to the Giants because the GM's just paying everybody at this rate.
1: Is, who is is this? Is this Big Buns? <laughs> <laughs> <is very> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like that. That line looks familiar. I know this guy. It's me. It's literally me. Oh my god! What is uh, he doing in the? Okay. Uh,
2: Brad got it. Brad got a uh, little out of it halfway through the. Okay, so Michael Brantley.
0: Michael Brantley <laughs> comes off of a little bit of an injury-plagued season where he's been one of the best. Just. Bat to ball guys over the past couple seasons, and for that reason, I think a team that could really use a bat like his would be the Baltimore Orioles.
1: Yeah, and I, 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 I mean, maybe misclicked there, but I just saw the image one more time. Um, I feel like uh, there, I feel like there's a lot of teams that could use a Michael Brantley. Um, the Baltimore Orioles being one. Um, but I also got teams like the Guardians and the Mariners that could use that, that would fit in well with um. I picked the Mariners. He's a very consistent bat when healthy. I know he's aging, but I think the I think the Mariners can get one or two good seasons out of him. I really don't think that's that's a stretch. Uh you're gonna need someone to fill in for Michael Branley. It's not I mean not, not <laughs> you're gonna need someone to fill in for Mitch Hanniger. Um obviously not the same power, not 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 the same even type of player, but he would fit well in a lineup that needs more batters on base to
2: hit in. Um I went a different direction. I went with the Rangers. I know I've kind, of, I've kind of talked about the Rangers a lot today, I feel. I mean, I've, I've gotten like three or four people. I think he's the fourth one that I've had signed with the Rangers. But I think if the Rangers truly want to go all in, and I think that's what they're trying to set up to do, then a guy like Michael Brantley is exactly what you need. A healthy Michael Brantley is exactly what you need. And I think he he'll definitely push this team kind of over that hump, I feel. Um, along with all these, these young rookies coming up, and he's going to be a good clubhouse presence overall. So I have him going from one orange to another orange.
3: I have him going, him going to the Giants. Um Since I say they miss out on Judge, they get Bentley. But I also think if, if the Giants do get Judge, I think he could be Yankee. So I think... You know, wherever a Judge doesn't go, I think he goes to the opposite team. I
1: mean, yeah, yeah I think, I think, comp- I, I think the, yeah, the consolation prize is, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's a good consolation all, it's prize. Not, yeah. Um, but maybe he would do well in the Yankees. Maybe you'd randomly see towards the end of the career, uh, Michael Brantley's home run numbers just absolutely skyrocket as a Yankee. That would just make no sense as a, as a Michael Brantley watcher. But, uh, you know, maybe at the end of his career, he hits 25 home runs. <laughs> Hey, I'm a certified Michael Brantley watcher.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, a guy that I'm gonna finally join the bandwagon with is I have this Andrew Benatendi, interesting career path. I got him going to the Chicago Cubs. I think the move just kind of fits. He kind of he reminds me a bit of Ian Happ, like just a similar play style. Um, I think he fits in there in the outfield of Say Suzuki. Uh, Ian Happ and Andrew Benatendi. And worst things worse, you also have Christopher Morrell there. He can go to DH or someone who's not playing defense as well can go there himself.
2: Uh, I was definitely, I was kind of on a similar track. I had him going to the White Sox, though, post to the Cubs. Um, I think Benatendi is a guy that the the White Sox could really use Just kind of that day in and day out. He can hit the ball and he hits the ball better than some people, most people. Um <laughs> better than most people in MLB. But Ben kind of that day in, day out. He'll you know what you have with him, right? And I think that's something the White Sox definitely need. Um, especially this past season. And he I think him in a White Sox uniform makes a world of sense.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I think that I, I would make sense for Benatendi to return to the Yankees, but at the same time, he didn't really thrive in in the Bronx. I, I don't think, I don't think he's a player that can really like thrive under the pressure. So I I don't know if the pressure of of New York is what will fit him. I, I also had him go to the White Sox. I think he's going to end up in in Chicago. Um, he, he, you're going to need some bats in that lineup. Um, so I, I think adding someone as consistent as Benintendi was for the first half of the season, um, is important for the White Sox.
3: Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't even. I, I didn't even have them on my list. Um. That's my fault. So I'm just gonna take a shot in the dark. I'm gonna say the Miami Marlins. They uh they get an outfielder, um a a good contact bat to be, um in the lineup with Jazz. Uh. So yeah, the Marlins.
0: Yeah. That's uh. I can see that I kind of he gives me like a little bit of Nemo um Aiden what's that about because that means
3: even though I didn't do research that was a good educated guess so thank you Brad for saying that
1: for for the watchers on the for listeners on the podcast that didn't get to see that Aiden just absolutely jumped out of his chair uh very excited about that take all right Brad you want to take us in the
2: next place (laughs)
0: I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I do at this point. Uh, I have uh, I have first-hand experience watching this guy. He came over at the trade deadline. It was the only move the Dodgers made. It was uh, mm-hmm. Joey Gallo. And I think this could. this is a one-year contract right here. And I think a really good place for him to be going on that one-year contract is the Cincinnati Reds.
1: No, I, I think that Joey Gallo is a platoon hitter, and you know what the best platoon lineup in the league is, other than the, the Giants?
0: The Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay Rays. Rays.
1: Yes, he's not going to be expensive, has super high upside. Granted, that upside is very hard to reach nowadays. But a platoon hitter in a platoon lineup like that, it just fits. And I think that he's going to get a one-year contract as a Ray. I think it's almost a slam dunk for the Rays here.
2: Um, A place like... I mean, I, I debated the Nationals for a little bit. you kind of see that, try and flip him at the deadline, something like that. I think the Brewers are a really good place for him to land. He, I mean, it's high upside, high re- or it's high risk, high reward type of scenario. You're not going to really have to pay him that much, though. So you're really just kind of hoping he can produce um, at all. And if he can, I definitely think you're flirting with that uh, NL Central title, trying to because that's really all the Brewers care about is beating out the Cardinals for the NL Central at this point, and I think Joey Gallo hopefully can return to somewhere back into his form back when he was on the Rangers, um, and I think the Brewers can or Milwaukee is definitely a place that that can kind of help bring out of him.
3: Yeah, um, you no, you just said this a minute ago. I haven't gone to the Nationals. Um, we just love signing ourselves some power bats that like to strike strike out a lot um he'll be a cheaper option he does good we can flip him he doesn't do good it does absolutely no cause, you know except for him hitting four hundred fifty moon shots every twenty fifth at bat that that might be generous
0: okay um, we move in to Someone whose stat line is questionable. For those on the podcast, there's a question mark on the screen. Um, Michael Conforto hasn't really played since 2019. He missed his free agent signing going into the 2022 season due to uh, being attached to a qualifying offer and also injuries just prevented him from being signed throughout the season. So he's a really difficult guy to kind of evaluate going into this 2023 season.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, even now, I don't really know exactly, exactly what teams are going to go after this guy. Um, I, I mean, I guess you could put him on. I mean, you, you I think a team like the Guardians might go after him, but I, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough to, it's tough to gauge, especially when you have no real, real stats to gauge. I mean, to, to look at. Um. I think he's got high upside, but I think he's going to end up on a team like the Guardians
2: on a on a short term deal. Uh, I'm kind of in that similar mindset. I think he's going to end up on a short uh, a short shorter deal. I'm going to the Rays though. They're a club that can kind of see what they have in Conforto and kind of turn it around. And I think I think the Rays are like the best spot for him. And it makes sense for the Rays because if he does come back and he does what he used to do, and that's beautiful for 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 Tampa Bay.
3: I don't know. I feel like that's not a bad team for him to go to. It's just my mind can't picture him in a Tampa Bay Rays jersey. I I know that sounds weird. It, yeah. Um, I haven't gone to the Cardinals. One year deal, two max, maybe one with a player. I don't know, but. To the Cardinals, um, prove a deal. He can start in the corner outfield. You know they need they needed a little corner
0: outfield help. Um, uh, I can I definitely see that, kind of. But the route <laughs> I went with was Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of see him ending up here, having a really good first half. Them not trading him, and then him kind of slowing down as the second half goes on. And earning himself like a three or four year contract next off season, um, this just screams Colorado to me.
1: That's very, that's very specific. <laughs> but yes, I do, I do actually see that happening. That's that's specific, but I've seen it before. So, it's um, far. CJ Crone. Yeah, really. <laughs> um. So
0: finally, moving into our last category of relievers, we got Kenley Jansen, who at once upon a time was the best reliever in baseball. And now, if you look at his expected stuff, it's still up there. And it's just he he suffers from bloop singles because he gets the jam shots with the cutters. It's just when it falls where they ain't, it can add up sometimes. And one big hit can be a decisive blow to a closer like Kenley Jansen. He, I don't think he goes back to the Dodgers, and I don't think he goes back to the Braves, but that leaves, you know, 28 other teams where he could land.
1: I think I see him going to, like, I think I see him going to a team like the Giants. I don't know if we even have the money to pay this guy, but a team like the Giants just it, it would just make sense to put him in a, in a a bullpen that I mean, obviously we have our closer in Duvall, but Kenley has kind of proved that he is not past his prime I, I maybe past his top prime, his like Hall of Fame prime, but he's still a top top five, no not top five, top ten closer in the league. I mean, he can still he can still get it done, and he's still got the stuff. I, I think he belongs on the Giants.
3: Whoa, 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 what money are you gonna pay him with? The the, the scraps, some
0: some leftover gift cards. Cost that much.
1: He's not gonna be too much. He, he, closers aren't as expensive as as position players and starters, and he, he won't be on a long term deal, so it won't be the most expensive thing. It's not the, it's not the furthest reach for Kenley Jansen. I think if he doesn't sign with the Giants, he's going to sign with one of the teams he's already played for, and I think it's gonna be the Braves. But I got the Giants,
2: so. Earlier, right, when we were talking about Tyler Anderson, I, I talked about how I think he's going to go to the Blue Jays, and I mentioned I mentioned that uh, bullpen. He's going to be a good bullpen arm, right? That's because I was mixing in my head him and Kenley Jansen, because I think Kenley Jansen is going to go to the Blue Jays too. Again, like I said, they need bullpen help just as much as they need starting help, and I think Kenley Jansen's can be that lockdown in the bullpen, and uh. I because I, I definitely agree. I don't think he's gonna return to the Braves and the Dodgers I feel are out of the question. But I think the Blue Jays are a perfect landing spot for him. I don't know.
3: I just I have him being a Marlin. That, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's it
0: just he's he's gonna be a Marlin, right? I had him as a Marlin as well. I think it's more of a fact that they need a lockdown piece at the end of the bullpen. And Dylan Floro, when he's on, he can be that piece. It's just there's a lot of inconsistency with the other pieces. Maybe calling up a guy like Cicero Sanchez, if he's healthy, to be a middle reliever in an inning or two could be a really big piece to helping that Marlins bullpen. But having Kenley Jansen to close out games would be something that's so beneficial for the development of this team. Even if he's not that 2017 best reliever in the league. He's still going to be, as Tom said, a top ten close or something of that nature, and securing close games at the end of uh, securing games that are close is something that the Marlins could really use to increase their record as the seasons come on. I, I, I like you thinking on that pick. And so, Aiden, back to your thinking. Our oldest Chapman.
3: So, so if if you don't mind me to go first, because this is one of the only ones that have. Um, an explanation for I think he is going to be a Philadelphia Philly. I you look at the Phillies and they love to get them some older washed up question mark heat throwing pitchers Why not add another one? Why not? I mean, put a chance on him and if what if he does work? What if he works and you have a thing of him, Sir so Anthony Dominguez, and Alvarado? I mean, that might be one of the fastest throwing bullpens out there, Um, but you also take the chance that he doesn't work, so I'm thinking a one-year contract with a deal. You
1: know. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know if he's... I, I don't know if he's good for the team chemistry, just because he does have his trouble off the field. Um And apparently on the field too with the Yankees postseason run, not including this guy. Um, I'm not sure if he's unreliable or if it's, I don't know. He's, he's just showed the former player he was. And I don't know if, I don't know if it's a solution to any team. I, I don't know if he will help many teams, but I, I think a team that needs help in the bullpen is the blue Jays. I, I wouldn't have him as the closer. I would have him as someone that can maybe come in later in the game uh, just to set up, you know, set up guy. I feel like I feel like that makes sense for him but I I don't see this guy going to any team in the league to be their star closer I see him being more of a long relief guy or a setup
2: guy um I saw him more of a kind of a project at this point in his career kind of going to a team that's really good at kind of turning players around and then kind of sending them on their way or signing extending them for a couple extra seasons um that's the team that I, I picked the Giants. I haven't going to the Giants. Um going there, I guess, with Aaron Judge. Um, but overall I think I just think the Giants are very good at turning around players' careers and especially in the in the pen. And I'm, i I I think I'm ex, I'm kind of excited to see him in a Giants uniform, but I'm just I just don't think he's going to do that well next season. And I think he's going to end up retiring probably at the end of next season.
0: This got Texas Rangers written all over it. <laughs> it's just they they pay him too much money and he comes in and just stinks it up. I think that's going to perfectly happen. It, it would either be them or the angels that does that. And I don't think the angels are that stupid. But I think the Rangers might be.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a chance – there's a chance that the Dodgers go on a limb. And I know you don't I, want I that, Brad. That. I know you don't want that, but I, I think it's almost inevitable that there's a chance that uh, Chapman ends up on the Dodgers as more of a project type of guy. They seem to love doing that with lefties and Heaney and Anderson. I, I feel like Aroldis Chapman is obviously a very different pitcher, Um, but I, I don't know. Do you think it would make a difference?
0: I don't think they would do it because he – The Dodgers are really big on clubhouse presence and positive clubhouse, and he does not provide that. Uh, Fair enough. Um, One guy that I do think will end up on the Los Angeles Angels is Craig Kimbrell. He pitched for the Dodgers this year, and every time that he came on the mound, I screamed and yelled and complained because he was a horrible closer, and I had no faith in him. And given his track <laughs> record, he fits the Angels' motto like their ideal pitcher perfectly.
1: I mean, absolutely. I, I don't think you can put him on any other team. Maybe like the Rangers, because it, it just makes sense for that too. The Rangers and the Angels, just two teams that are gonna bet on a a, a washed up. I, I I don't think it's the move for any team to to pick up this guy. Um, may, may, there's a chance that he returns to the 2020. Um, like right, right before he got traded, right before he got dealt, he was amazing. Um, but he just, he just hasn't been that guy for quite some time, and I, I, I know it's, I, I know he's past his prime. I, I don't think, I don't think many teams are gonna want this guy.
2: I'm with the Angels as well, they are just, they need bullpen help. They need pitchers. We talked about it over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. They. Hopefully, Kimbrel can even be a shred of what he was, and if he can be, I definitely think the Angels have something there in the pen, and I uh, and they've signed in in my thing. They've signed a pitcher, they have signed a starter, they have signed a relief, and they signed a bat. That's really what you need to get Otani and Trout into the playoffs. So, I was in between the Angels and the Mets.
3: And uh, I just, I don't like, Kimball's one of those players. I just don't know. I think the Mets are going to take a shot on him. Um, it, I mean, he's, he's a giant question mark. And I know that raises a, a lot of other question marks with him. Um, but I have him on the Mets. I just think they lost that on a couple pitchers. Um, I, I think they're going to go sign him. And I think he'll bounce back a tiny bit, not to old Kimbrel, obviously. But I don't think he'd be as bad as this year.
0: So moving on to our second-to-last guy. We got Zach Burton. Now you want to talk about a project to remake. You have this guy who is one of the most dominant relievers in baseball for a couple of seasons who can still generate a lot of ground balls. And if you put him with the right team that knows how to utilize that sinker, which is basically a backward slider and give him the right tools necessary to succeed. I think he's not necessarily returning to that 2015, 2016 form. I think he's going to come back to be a really, really competitive reliever. And I think the team that gets that out of him is Los Angeles Dodgers.
1: Unfortunately, you might be right. Uh, Two other teams that I think um, could do the same thing is uh, obviously the Rays and um, the Brewers. Honestly, before before the whole hater bomb got dropped, I regarded the Brewers as one of the best pitching development organizations in baseball, and they still are. They just lost their pitching. Um, I, I think that no, they lost the players. Obviously, they didn't lose the they didn't lose the development talent. Um, so I think I think Britain going to the Brewers wouldn't make the least sense. I think that having having a deadly bullpen, I feel like including Britain in that might might make a difference, and I feel like trying to develop Britain um to get to get not back to his former form, but to, to to another to a higher level than he was last season. I think that would make a big difference for the Brewers.
2: Truth be told, I had no idea where I wanted to put Britain at I saw so him going into those types of clubs and kind of rebuild him, but I just ended up sticking him back on the Yankees. I think he'll just go back. He'll try and get out a couple another year or two, and then he's going to retire. I think at this point in his career, it's a one-year deal and see how that season goes. I'm actually
3: in love with this pick. And My prediction here, I think the Atlanta Braves, I think you you lose a couple of relievers, you bring in a a proven lefty so far, um, and I think by the end of the year he's a setup man, if not closer. You think he takes the closing reins from Rice Hill Iglesias? I, I think he can, but like as I said, a setup man and then possibly go to closing. So I I think definitely a setup man, but I I think if the Braves got this guy, I mean, I don't know. This is one of my favorite picks though. So.
0: And to finish us off, we go to big country, Andrew Chafin.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. He has been one of the most reliable relievers for the most couple, for the most couple, for the past couple years. He has another good year in Detroit. Probably one of the only positive things about their season. He's been good in Chicago. He's been good in Oakland and he's going to be good for your team next year. And the team that I think Tom's philosophy of Britain to the Brewers. I'm going with Chafin to the Brewers who are going to turn him into the perfect setup man for Devin Williams.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not a bad take, but um, I think me and you literally flipped on this. I think I got Chafin going to the Dodgers. Me and you got the whole thing flipped around. You got Dodgers, Brewers. I I got him going to the Dodgers. Um, They're going to maximize his talent. I mean, out in Detroit, I don't know how, they've been doing analytically but they they, i don't know if they've necessarily maximized his talent out there i don't even know if he's reached his ceiling yet um so i i think that putting him on one of the best teams for pitching development might be incredible for this guy i mean look at him he's he's beautiful i i really think that he would thrive in la too he would be like a public figure too i mean like he would not only be dominant on the mound but he would probably start a whole trends. I mean like the Dodgers fans would come into the stadium and they would be wearing a mustache. I'm telling you it's it's a real thing. Mark it down. It's gonna happen. Chief of the Dodgers.
2: I had him going to more of a controversial place. I'm going to the Phillies. They I don't know how he would do under pressure. It's definitely what happens coming out of the Penn Philadelphia. The fans are ruthless there and will not um let you forget any mistake that you make. But I definitely think him on the Phillies makes a world of sense. Uh, you've I've added in in my picks. You've added a bat and trade Turner. You've added some starting pitching, and now you're gonna add a bullpen arm in in Chafin. And I think he I think Phillies fans will fall in love with this guy if he <laughs> does sign there. Um, and I I really, I honestly really want to see him in a Phillies uniform. I want to see him in a Phillies uniform over Trey Turner 100%. Uh, I have him going to
3: the White Sox, um, being the setup man for Hendricks. I just imagine him and then Hendricks closing. They're going to have him. a lead. <laughs> okay. It's well, not possible. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I don't know. That'd just be so fun to have him come in. And then you'd have Hendricks come in. That's ultimate one-two punch. Um,
0: so There you have it, folks. You've done it. You've made it through 110 minutes of us talking free agents. There are so many more that you can hear about, but these are the guys that we've deemed are the most impactful, beneficial, or if your team doesn't get him, hurtful. You guys... Know how important free agency can be to shaping a team, it's just as important to trades and anything else of that nature. Thank you guys for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Get your daily dose of stevs to catch up on everything off season. And we will see you all later this week for the Hall of Fame. Peace.